Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Kia ora and welcome to Our Changing World on RNZ National with me, Alison Balance. New Zealand grows a lot of grapes and makes some rather good wine. But in the process, we also create a lot of wine waste, the skin and pulp that's left over after the grapes have been pressed for their juice. But chemist and wine scientist Paul Kilmartin is at work developing useful materials from this unwanted byproduct. Paul's research group at the University of Auckland has successfully extracted antioxidants from the waste that can be used in biodegradable plastics, and he tells Justin Gregory that his research is in line with the direction the wine industry wants to go in. And they have a great focus on sustainability and, and doing things right for the environment. One issue at the moment is, is how to deal with the leftover grape waste, the mark that's left over after you press the, the good juice out and make award-winning Sauvignon Blanc wine. So we're looking at ways to make use of that highly tannic extract. A benefit of that is that it's, got, it's, it's rich in antibacterial compounds that we can then bring into this biocide toolbox. The Biocide Toolbox program Paul just mentioned is a government-funded partnership between the Universities of Auckland and Otago, the Cawthron Institute and Crown Research Institute Scion to create synthetic and natural biocides. And a biocide, in case you haven't met, is an active chemical molecule that controls or kills bacteria. A possible use, and one that Paul and his team are very keen on, is active packing, packaging that kills bugs on medical or food products. It's a cunning application for the leftover mark. By the way, that's Mark with a C to you, otherwise known as pomace, and mostly left unused after winemaking is finished. Well, some of it can go back as, as, as to animal feed or be put it back onto the, uh, onto the vineyard, but a, a lot of it isn't so good for the soil in, it, in its form. Mm. Another advantage of extracting the tannins out is we believe that that will then be better to grow things and it'll make a better composting agent. OK, so tannins. Talk to me about the tannins. So they're, they're the compounds that are in wine and actually uh, give, give the wine a very astringent texture to the mouth feel. When we drink it's like, like the, the cold tea effect on the side of the mouth. So they're an important part of wine quality and, and winemakers are all trying to balance those up and get them right. But there's a huge amount left over in the seeds. They're good antioxidants as well. So you can buy grape seed extracts from the pharmacist and they contain those same tannins that we hope will be good for our digestive system and, 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 to, and to have consume as part of foods. PhD student Charlotte Vandermeer is working under Paul to extract the tannins and from then to create and evaluate the packaging. It's a four-stage process and very green, using only water and no organic solvents. Charlotte talks me through it. We've got our grape mark uh, in a beaker and we add water to it and uh, spin it in the water, mix it in the water for a period of time, usually a few hours will do, and that uh, extracts all of the tannins that we want from the grape mark into the water. And here's one you prepared earlier, I'm <laughs> yes. guessing, because we don't have a few hours. Yep. No, so what's um, this stage? So we've got a column, the, kind of a long glass tube that I've packed with this resin, and I've added the uh, grape mark extract, 
and what happens when we Turn let the, the liquid come through the resin is that the resin captures all of those tannins that we want from the extract and the liquid we get out the bottom is clear compared to the liquid at the top. The liquid at the top is quite a brown colour. And so what that means is that we've captured those tannins. Great. Moving on to the next stage, what happens there? Uh, so what we've got here is a container containing our um, dark brown powder. So this is the extract itself. So that's once we've uh, taken those tannins away from the resin, uh, we then concentrate it down to get this powder. The powder is then turned into a film or plastic-like sheet of varying shades of brown, depending upon the tannin content. Charlotte says the idea is that this biodegradable film, which, as you can tell, is pretty much environmentally harmless to produce, will contain antibacterial properties and can be used in a bunch of different ways. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the extract, it doesn't have to go into films like ethyl cellulose. It can go into the film or the plastics that we use every day, like polyethylene, because we've done tests on the extract and it maintains its antibacterial properties even at temperatures up to 200 degrees. Paul Kilmartin argues that the polymer film can easily replace non-environmentally friendly products already in use in our supermarkets or stores. You've got, uh, as you know, many many uh, uh, polyethylene and, and so forth films we use every day when we go to the supermarket. So the food's packaged in those. We hope they'll have a longer shelf life if we get these compounds into them. We've done some tests with other materials where we can, uh, say, increase the shelf life of oils and things like that by having these active ingredients into the packaging. As a part of the packaging, not the entire packaging? It's linked. It's actually part of the packaging. So, So we blend it in when those packaging materials are formed. Uh, we don't want it to leach out too much. That's why we use larger compounds called polymers, which tannins are an example of. So we want to lock them into the plastic so they don't then leach out into the food material. And how long will they last? I mean, this is presumably a biodegradable product. Well, the, the, the ethyl cellular ones... Ethyl cellulose versions certainly are biodegradable, so eventually they'll break down and having grape tannin in is no harm for the environment. It's just a natural product. Uh, the other ones, well, they're part of the, if, if, if we put it into polyethylene films, you've right. got the same issues as with, with regular plastics of their, of their breakdown and um, deterioration. Very, very slow. It's very <laughs> slow, and so we'd much prefer people to move to the ethyl cellulose versions. Right. Of course, companies now, are, you know, large plastics industries are all set up based on these oil-derived poly, polyethylenes and so forth, so... Uh, they're not going to move quickly, but uh, we hope that there'll be more interest in biodegradable polymers in, in the future. The team are working only with Sauvignon Blanc grapes at the moment because of their pale colour. No one has exact figures on how much mark is produced here every year, but as you might imagine, the winemakers that the team are working with don't mind them taking away their wine waste. I think they would love to see more good use made of, of the winery waste. If they had some way to get some more benefit from that, even financially, or just have people willing to take it away, that would be of great advantage to them. We hope that then, the, having removed the tannin, that, that great mark will then be more useful as, as I say, a composting agent. Mm -hmm. uh, so many different uses for the same thing. Many potential uses. As I say, we're trying to look at an overall picture, a total use of, of the waste like this. And uh, the grape industry is one industry where we'd like to extend this to other horticultural waste streams uh, and compare the antimicrobial properties of these different extracts. So potentially there could be money in this, quite a lot of money. Yes, exactly. And that's why I think wineries would be very interested if we managed to get something viable. Mm.
Is that part of your area, Paul, the commercial aspect? Oh, certainly the university and, and companies are uh, very interested to, to look at commercialisation opportunities for the research coming out of the university. Uh, we're very happy to see a good green solution emerge and a better use of the winery waste, but certainly the commercial people here would, would have a good look at that in the future. The next step is selling the biodegradable polymers to companies that might want to use them. Paul Kilmartin says they are mostly married to their oil-derived plastic products at the moment and he doesn't expect them to move very quickly on new alternatives. But, he says, the interest is already there. Good, good interest. Uh, we're talking to, to some different packaging companies about this and have for some time over our polymer projects. I think they'd like to see the proof of the pudding. They'd like to see these things working. So Charlotte will continue her testing to really then test it with some real food examples ultimately as well. Do you have a timeline for that, Charlotte? Uh, well, I do have to finish my PhD within the next couple of years, so hopefully by then. Thanks to Paul Kilmartin and PhD student Charlotte Vandermeer at the University of Auckland. Thanks for listening to this Our Changing World podcast. And you can find more stories on our webpage, rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld. Ka kite anō. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.